This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Jill Bennett on vacation this weekend. I'm Sterling Fox. Jill's back next weekend. Uh, this morning at 7.33, we're going to take a sporty moment or two out of Sunday to take a look at the All-Star break, at the, uh, well, the progress, or perhaps lack thereof, of the 2017 edition of the Toronto Blue Jays. And to help us take a look at the Jays and a few other big sports stories this morning, uh, we're joined on the line from Kitchener, Ontario, by the Sporting News contributor, Ian Hunter. Not the guy from Mott the Hoople, the guy from Kitchener, Ontario. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Yes, I'm always impressed when anyone ever references the... uh Ian Hunter of Mott the Hoople, so kudos for that one. Well, you, no problem at all. It was one of my favorite bands back in the day. So before we get to the Blue Jays, I just, I mean, we just have to take a second and talk about Mr. James Harden down there. He's a basketball player. He's a guard with the Houston Rockets. He's a big deal, and now he's an even bigger deal. Uh, talk to us about the money involved here. I think this is perhaps, uh, in terms of basketball, if nothing else, Ian, the biggest contract ever signed. Yeah, I, I think I read that some he's making somewhere in the neighborhood of around forty-seven million dollars a year, which uh, I mean is baffling to me, especially the fact that it's a salary cap league in the NBA. I mean, we often see in Major League Baseball where there is no salary cap that uh, players often get high AAV contracts, but something like this is uh, really unprecedented. As you mentioned, not just in basketball, but in sports in general. And, you know, I think it's kind of, it's pro- progressing to get only bigger and the, the money's only going to get, uh, there are going to be higher AAV deals as the years progress. Well, it's really, it's really interesting, Ian, because here we are with the two sports that coincide each year. Basketball and hockey, their seasons happen at exactly the same time of the year. Now, we were all ooing and aahing just a few days ago over that big deal that Connor McDavid just signed with Edmonton for $106 bucks over eight years. Well, this is $228 million over six years. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's staggering. I think I heard that uh, McDavid said he took a little less to stay in Edmonton. That's right. So you're really seeing two kind of polar opposites. You're seeing players taking less to stay in preferred destinations, but you're also seeing players max out their deals like Harden in the NBA to get where they just want as much money as humanly possible. No kidding. I just had to, and we're going to talk Blue Jays now, Ian, but I mean, oh my gosh, the numbers this morning are just absolutely jaw-dropping, aren't they? Yeah, and I think maybe in my next life or maybe I'll teach my son to uh, stick with sports a little bit more because it's definitely a a lucrative position to be in, for sure. No kidding. Now, uh, you were talking about baseball and the fact that they don't have a salary cap, so they can pay baseball players pretty much anything they want. Blue Jays, as a a salary team, are uh, way up there, not the highest in the league, but they're well paid, and they're not performing this year as well as they were last year or are they at the All-Star break last year? Where were they compared to right now? Right. Well, they, I mean, they were. if you look back the last few years, they were pretty much a 500 team. Last year, I believe they were maybe five or six games above 500. Yeah. Right now, they're five games below. So, I mean, there's a 10-game variance there. But the saving grace of the Jays this year is that there really no team is running away with the wild card spots right now. They're still only four games out of a playoff spot. Right. Which is, you know, pretty remarkable given the up and down season that they've had. But I would say, you know, the expectations entering the season, they've definitely underperformed, but 
they're not out of it by any means. Well, we've been watching. Now, mind you, uh, they have uh, they have a fan base in Western Canada that I'm sh- sure surprises a lot of Ontarians. And you get to see it uh, twice a year when the Jays hit the uh, the Safeco Field in Seattle, and, and the joint goes absolutely crazy with with wild, loud Canadians. Uh, and, and they won all three games uh, in at Safeco Field against the Mariners. That's the last three game sweep they've had. I believe the only one they've had this season. There's there's a decided lack of consistency ian what's the deal yeah if anything the uh, the one area where they've been consistent is that they're inconsistent yeah they'll they'll win two games they'll lose two games and that's reflective of their record they've never reached 500 at any point this season which is uh really surprising um it's just there's i would say their their offense and their starting pitching have been really inconsistent i mean from starters for example, like Marco Estrada, who's been phenomenal for the Blue Jays the past two years. He's had a really tough last six weeks. Yep. Um, and then the offense, they've really struggled to score runs. I think they're among the league, the lowest in the in baseball at scoring, and their, their record with uh, runners in scoring position has been abysmal. So you combine that lack of offense and the, and the shoddy starting pitching and that's that's where you get. That's why the Jays are five games under right now. Yeah, and and uh, they had a, a terrible outing from Aaron Sanchez just yesterday, who who probably came back too soon. Uh, and and here's one that, and I'm sure you, because you go to more Blue Jays games than I do. I go to as many as I can, but I live a little further away. Uh, but but this one confounds us all, Ian. We watch uh, John uh, Gibbons, the manager of the Jays, sitting there in his laconic way, watching his starting pitcher uh, go down in the first inning three or four runs the second inning comes out it comes out and he loses another run or two and we're sitting there going how many do you have to cough up before you decide the guy's having an off day and has to be pulled yeah it's a, it's a tough decision because i mean with aaron sanchez he's been he's had uh, blister issues that have plagued him all season long so he's really hasn't gotten an opportunity to get going and I think the Jays really kind of wanted to see where they where they sat with Aaron Sanchez heading into the All Star break, because um, I mean I think they do need help in, in starting pitching. I think they could probably go out and acquire an arm, and maybe I, I mean I wouldn't make any rash rash decisions based on one start. But I think this just kind of underscores the fact that the Jays do need some help in the starting pitching department. Right. But in the case of Aaron Sanchez, I think it was just they wanted to see uh, what they could get out of him because he really hasn't had a chance to ramp it up in 2017. Yeah, I guess, and and of course, uh, Gibbons is always the first to remind us that it's a 162-game season, and you're going to have a few stinkers in there. There's just no dodging that bullet, but he just seems to be so casual about it. And the, the passionate fans are sometimes quite aggravated by how, how cool he is in, in moments when we go, give him the hook for crying out loud. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I hear it all the time. It really is a razor's edge with the, with the manager. I mean, you don't... You don't want to pull a starter too early because then you show a lack of confidence right. and you don't want to leave them in too long because games can often, as we've seen with Sanchez and Estrada and Liriano, they can get out of hand pretty quickly. So it's, um, you know, the one good thing about John Gibbons, I think, is he doesn't, he doesn't really have a trigger finger. He's very kind of laid back. Yeah. That's, that's often... Uh, advantageous in a 162-game schedule, but over a, a short series, I think it is 
it does get maddening sometimes. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to talk very quickly about the All-Star break, which, of course, we will be into after today's tilt against. Are the Houston Astros, by the way, they're playing the Jays uh, this afternoon. Are they the number one team in baseball still? Um, I believe if not the number one, they're number two. I think them and the Los Angeles Dodgers right. have uh, very similar records. They're both, I think they're both 30 games above 500. Amazing. Just at amazing. All, at the All-Star break, which is incredible. I mean, I've, I haven't seen two teams this strong in two different leagues in a really long time. Absolutely. So now uh, with the All-Star break, we have a few Blue Jays going to the game. Roberto Osuna has uh, been called up as a replacement uh, to uh, to pl- pitch in the All-Star game. And I don't know whether it was fan balloting or whether the guy just flat out deserved to be there, but former Seattle Mariner and slugger extraordinaire John Smoke is going to the All-Star game. And he's starting, isn't he? Yeah, uh, just, yeah, Justin Smoke. Oh, Justin uh, Smoke. I'm sorry. Right. He's he's been probably the the most pleasant surprise from the Blue Jays this year. I mean, this is a guy who was a touted prospect in the Texas Rangers organization many years ago. Right. Bounced bounced around to a few different organizations. Yeah, we saw him in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was a platoon player with the Jays the last few years, and and this year he suddenly took off. And I think part of the reason why he's in that game is because. Canada as a whole just has a huge voting fan base. Right. So I think that really helped his cause, but even regardless, he deserved to be in that all-star game. He's been one of the best hitters in the American League in the first half and one of the biggest surprises uh, in baseball, I would say, this year. Okay, and who else from the Blue Jays organization is heading to Miami for the big show? Well, as you mentioned, uh, Roberto Osuna is going to be there. He uh, was a replacement for... Oftentimes, if there's injuries or if there's starters who have started on today, like a few days before the All-Star game, they announce replacements. Right. So he'll be heading there. He's been dominant the first half of the season. Sure has. Days. So he's deserving to go. Um, there was a bit of a kerfuffle yesterday. Marcus Stroman was asked if he should be there, and he felt like he deserved to go. I don't, unless something changes today, I don't, we won't see him in Miami. But the the Jays really have only had those two to three all-star worthy players in the first half. Interesting. Marcus Stroman, of course, spent a little bit of time here in Vancouver uh, with the Canadians, uh, the uh, the baby uh, set of the Blue Jays organization. At loves Vancouver, has a lot of fans here, and seems to inspire his teammates. He, uh, he he's a good pitcher. He likes to go as deep as possible. He'd play the whole game if he think he'd get away with it. But uh, what what is it about that guy, that young, vigorous, very wear your heart on your sleeve kind of guy that really jazzes up his team they seem to win whenever he starts yeah i mean around the league i think if you ask a lot of players he's kind of a polarizing player um maybe his over exuberance on the mound tends to rub people the wrong way but i mean i i enjoy watching i think baseball needs more players like marcus stroman guys who are emotive on the mound and aren't afraid to uh you know, be themselves out sure. there. I think it's just because he's he's an easy guy to like. He's just so passionate, and maybe when he's out there on the mound, it, it just elevates his teammates that much more. So perhaps that's that's the reason why 
the, the Jays just seem to take their game to the next level whenever Stroman's on the mound. Well, he certainly elevates the fans. There's no getting around that. He's a really popular guy. Uh, Ian, are you looking forward to the uh, the All-Star game? I seem to enjoy the home run derby more than the actual All-Star game, particularly since they've taken away the incentive. It was the winner of the All-Star game, which whether it was the American or National League, that league would have home field advantage in the World Series, and they removed that. Why? Um, well, I think it's just because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's supposed to be an exhibition, right? I think when they added that stipulation, they tried to give some credence to the All-Star game, but really the All-Star game itself is about the fans because right. the fans are voting in the starting players, and yet the managers are expected to manage it like Game 7 of the World Series. <laughs> right, which, right. I mean, it's, it's, it can be exciting baseball to watch, but then it's also, it can be grueling at the same time. So I think they took that out to, just to make it more of an exhibition and allow the players to kind of be, have more fun and be themselves. And I'm like you, I kind of, I like the home run derby because you don't see that very often. Yeah. And it really is an opportunity to just see guys hit towering home runs. So. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch anything, I would say watch the Derby for sure. All right. Uh, good of you to join us this morning, Ian. We appreciate your thoughts and your comments. And, uh, oh, boy, you keep working with that kid of yours and make sure he becomes a professional athlete. He'll buy you a house before he's done. Yeah, and it also helps if they're left-handed. Usually, if you, if they're a lefty, they'll they'll have a, a full scholarship and, and weight of the majors. Well, sure. be- best of luck to yours. And thank you for this this morning. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. Good to chat with you. A pleasure. There's Ian Hunter from the Sporting News on the line from Kitchener, Ontario, talking a little baseball. Of course, All-Star break begins after today's game with the Home Run Derby Monday and the big All-Star game Tuesday in Miami. Coming up to 747, when we come back, we're going to talk about diversity in Surrey. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.